Baja Blast. Wordle. Wireless. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is food news. So this is from foodandwine.com. And the headline is, a boozy Baja Blast is joining the Hard Mountain Dew lineup. I think I might have talked about Hard Mountain Dew on this podcast in the past. It sounds familiar. It it also sounds like something I would talk about. Um, (laughs) But uh, last year, Pepsi and Boston Beer Company announced plans to release Hard Mountain Dew, a new 5% ABV spin on the classic Mountain Dew soda brand. Um, And even though it hasn't been released yet, they've already added a new variety, Hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast. (laughs) Which I had to bring this story because I love love Baja Blast. Anybody who knows me knows that I I adore Baja Blast. You know, I still haven't had one. Really? Yeah. That's because I've been drinking all of it, just to keep it from you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's billed as a surprise fourth flavor. Um, which I feel like you can't do that before you've released the drink. Um, Hard Baja Blast is an alcoholic spin on the beloved Mountain Dew variety that began as a Taco Bell exclusive, though apparently it's no longer a Taco Bell exclusive, which is news to me and also dangerous news to me. Um, the, <laughs> the, the initial announced flavors were original, black cherry, and watermelon. So now they've added Baja Blast to the mix. They said all... Right. <laughs> What's that? I said great. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled because <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm very interested in this. Uh, all four flavors will be available as a 12-can variety pack launching in a limited number of states, which they did not specify. Uh, starting next month, they are caffeine-free and have zero added sugar. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if they'll be available for us here in Ohio. Uh, but we want them. But I, yeah, we want them very badly. <laughs> this will be this will be my new white claw. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no laws when you're drinking Mountain, Wait. Mountain Dew. Uh, and yeah, they they did explicitly say that the beverage is not yet planned to be sold at any Taco Bell locations. Um, oh, even the cantinas, which do the Taco yeah, Bell cantina, have, does sell alcohol. Yeah. Which I've, I've never been there, and I really want to go to... We have one in downtown Cleveland, and I want to go. We should go sometime. We should, yes. When there's not... When there's not... A winter storm imminently approaching. Yeah, yeah. And a pandemic. And a pandemic also. at the same time. Yeah, you know, you know whatever. It's, it's whatever. When there's fewer when disasters. Pass, <laughs> we can do normal things again. Like, like going to talk go about to the cantina. cantina yeah. and getting alcoholic <laughs> Yeah. Okay, my first story is entertainment news. This is from today.com. The headline is, New York Times buys viral word game Wordle. Whoa. I, I heard about this. Have you been playing Wordle um, at all? If I remember to, I'll play each day's puzzle. So my streak keeps getting messed up because I keep forgetting. Um, but I got today's in three. So did I. Yeah, it was my first time getting it in three. I think it. I think this was my second. But yeah, I'm much more often I get it on the sixth. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I'm not very good at it. I'm actually. Well, I know. I know I'm, we'll just have this conversation before I get into the story. Yeah, I <laughs> I have two words that I start with mm-hmm. that have most of the vowels. Yeah. Between them. So Which are, what are your two words? 
either beast or yeast, mm-hmm. depending on what I'm feeling, and prion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do um, after and point are my two Ooh. go-tos. Okay, okay. Um, I don't get you in there, obviously. but Yeah, I don't have you either. But Usually I have S and T. That gets me pretty far. N, P, and all the vowels except for U. Yeah. I realize I'm overlapping T's, but it's got to come up with another. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I don't know. Well, pointed but, pointed me very well for today. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just only recently started playing it, but um, yeah, it's fun. It is pretty fun. I also like that you can't get carried away with. It. You really, yeah, you, yes, you really like, can only play. One, it. Yeah, there's just one. <laughs> you can't get addicted to like doing it for ten hours in a row. Right. I'm sure there's an app for that, but oh yeah, I haven't looked. I mean, there's um, been dozens of clones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, the news this week is that the New York Times has officially bought the game or like the rights to the game. Um. They announced uh, this week that. They purchased it for a low seven figures, but did not disclose specifics, <laughs> which right. is a lot. Yeah. Um, Good for yeah. the inventor. I know. Uh, if you don't know what this game is, it is um, – I didn't write down the description, <laughs> but I'll just tell you. Yes, this, you have to guess a five-letter word, and you have six tries, and every time you guess a word, it highlights what – like if a letter is in the is correct and in the right place, it'll highlight it green. And if a letter is in the word but in the wrong place, it highlights it yellow. Which mm-hmm. is a pretty simple system. And I've yeah. played other games that kind of have a similar. right. There's I think there's one called Mastermind. That's yes, the same that's the idea, one. I've, yeah, but just different. It's with colors instead of letters. Did you have that when you were a kid too? Because I, I did. I don't remember if I had it or if I've just played it. But yeah. Oh yeah, I had like a physical. Yeah, when this game first came out, I was like, so this is just Mastermind. It's just words. Mastermind except with words. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's also what I thought. Um, the Times has stated that at this t- at the time that this moves to the New York Times, <laughs> Wordle will be free to play for new and existing players, and no changes will be made to its gameplay. So, as far as we know, they're just going to keep it exactly the same as it's been. Good. Not make any like <laughs> you have to pay to get it or anything like that. Yeah. Um. So this game was created by Josh <laughs> Josh Wordle. Mm-hmm. His last War- name is Wardle. Wa- Wardle, yes. <laughs> W-A-R-D-L-E, who is a software engineer in Brooklyn. And he originally made it for his partner, but released it to the public back in October. And as of November 1st, only 90 people had played it. But then within two months, that number had grown to 300,000 mm-hmm. after people began sharing it on social media. And now the puzzle has millions of daily players. And... um they just made a lot of money from the New York Times, so yeah. good for them. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. My next story is technology news. This is from CNN. Next up, wireless charging for your car. Oh. This is something that they're working on, apparently. Ooh. Um, so in a few years, cars going down a, a road in a historic section of Detroit will theoretically be able to charge their batteries as they drive. Uh, that's the goal of Israeli company Electrion, which sounds like a Pokemon, but is in fact not. <laughs> that's um, definitely, are you definitely sure that's not a Pokemon? two different Pokemon's names mashed together, um, <laughs> but it is not in fact a Pokemon. Uh, 
and this company said that they're finalizing an agreement with the state of Michigan's Department of Transportation to build a roughly one mile long experimental roadway, uh, which would be the first publicly accessible road of its kind in the U.S. For the vast majority of drivers, the road should seem like any other, according to the company, but properly equipped electric cars will be able to charge their batteries as they drive over the road. Underneath the road's asphalt surface will be a series of inductive chargers, a bit like the wireless charging pads used for mobile phones. Um, so the big caveat here is that there are very few electric cars uh, that have been offered for sale publicly in the U.S. Yeah. that actually feature wireless charging. Um, right. And adding that capability apparently costs, like, it adds, like, a couple thousand dollars to the price tag of the car. So right now it's not super appealing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of the, the drawback here, but it sounds like if it is properly equipped for wireless charging, um, it's, it's fairly efficient. It's actually more efficient. They said to charge a car battery this way than it is to charge a mobile phone wirelessly. Really? Though they didn't really specify why that's the case. Hmm. Um, or if they did, I didn't understand it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, that's so it, it sounds like it is, and it's even more efficient if they if it's charging um while stationary. So if they have okay. these kind of things at like intersections or in parking spaces, yeah. Then uh it's it's actually a very efficient way to charge cars. Hmm. Um but just something else they're working on apparently is these they call them static charging stations, which is kind of a unfortunate name, I feel like that static implies something else. It's static like just go to get in your car and you're like ow. <laughs> Static charging stations. <laughs> By which they mean non-moving. Not yeah, I, I, yeah, I figured that. I'm like, that's an interesting yeah, choice. The first I time I read it, I was like, that's weird. Because they thought it was funny or something. It is yeah. in quotes, so maybe. Maybe they were like, oh. static charging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're very funny. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the advantages they pointed out about this is that it's not, like, you don't have all these, like, electric waste, like, charging stations that are in places that are very easy to get hit by a car and like otherwise vulnerable to like external damage. And yeah. they're all well contained and hidden away. Yeah. So seems kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about it, but it's not something I'd really thought about before. I hadn't either. And I, when you described it as like only putting it in certain strategic locations as maybe the plan of implementation, mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me. I was thinking that there was going to be like a whole stretch of road that's like if you drive on this, you'll... Well, I think that's what they're doing with that one section of road. Okay. Um, But like right now, apparently this company is putting these in like a bunch of different locations in the world and just like trying them in different weather conditions and seeing how it it works. So, okay, I think it's a good idea, but I just have to say that why has no one ever thought to put like heating elements in the roads, in places where there's snow. Because mm-hmm. don't you think, like, way more people would benefit from that type of technology being in, like, heavily trafficked areas in snowy cities yeah. I versus mean, that, this? Definitely, as of right now, that would be a way more efficient use of that energy. I did see this one conceptual video at some point, and I don't know if it was, like, actually done by somebody who would know how to do this. But they, okay. were, but they were, like, talking about making the roads also solar panels and, like, Having those oh. so, that like electricity generated like also heat the roads so that there like, you they go. remain clear of snow. And I wonder if you could then do something like that also with this. Yeah. And, like so the roads are generating the electricity 
heating the road and then also charging cars that drive over top of it. All, that sounds like, like the in best like of a self-contained <laughs> system. Yeah, which would probably be pretty expensive to get initially implemented, but yeah. would I imagine kind of pay dividends over time without with not having to spend money on like salt and plows and. Um, if you construct them yeah, well enough definitely. up front, replacing the roads entirely. So, and I, you know, especially like, you know, it wouldn't have to be everywhere, but in right, certain yeah. specific, you know, Ohio's, yeah, northeast. No, Ohio's. yeah, and I mean, even in a, <laughs> yes, let's say even in northeast Ohio, like even if they just did something like that, I, I'm just thinking of like certain intersections and certain like parts of roads where there's just a lot of cars, and when it's bad snow, it's very it's just treacherous conditions because mm-hmm. like there's people need to go through that spot and like it's dangerous to drive. And so, yeah, cities spend so much time and energy on trying to like keep the roads clear because they, they have to. And they don't do a very good job usually. So yeah, depending on, <laughs> depending on the town or wherever, it's like mm-hmm. not always a great job or they can't keep up with it. If right, it's like too yeah. much, you know, like, yeah, and even if they could only do it in certain places, like on highways and like other heavily trafficked areas, yeah. like then they then like plows and stuff could be reserved for back roads and that kind of thing. Yeah, it would free up those resources for other which are, areas, that which you are don't easier have to the, plow. I think the automated technology or whatever they're easier to plow because you're not dealing with a ton of traffic. So. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, it just it would just be it would solve a lot of issues with yep. roadways. Okay, my next story is random local news. <laughs> This is from abc7.com. The headline is Fortune Cookie gives North Carolina man lottery numbers to win $4 million. Wow, that is lucky him. That is really lucky. Really lucky. Oh, wow. Yes. After his weekly meal at a Chinese restaurant, a North Carolina man used the numbers in his fortune cookie. We all know those numbers, the lucky uh-huh. numbers. Mm hmm. Uh, to play the lottery, and he won. <laughs> the, according to this article, the winner and his wife were having their weekly meal at Charlotte's Red Bowl restaurant, where I'm sure tons of people are going to go to get their fortune cookies now because somebody won the lottery. Um, <laughs> Even though those are all independent events and have well, no bearing on each other. I know, other. I know. But did you, did you know that like when somebody wins the lot, like if somebody buys a lottery ticket at like a convenience store or something and they win and people hear about it, like in the weeks following that, the lottery ticket sales at that convenience store will like blow up. Yeah. Among people who don't know statistics. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I mean, I don't know. People are like, Oh, it's a lucky store. No. Like, we have to go there. like that's not how it that's works. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. So he had his fortune cookie. And then according to this on a whim, he used the numbers to buy a mega millions ticket online and added $1 to make it a mega plier ticket. So, he won. He would have only won one million dollars, but because he had the special mega plier thing, it got quadrupled. So it was wow. like extra lucky. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a series of very lucky events. Uh huh. Very, very lucky. Um, this win was the largest win in the history of online play in North Carolina. And um, this was just an extra fun fact included in this article that in two thousand and five, a hundred and ten people from around the country each won about $100,000 playing Powerball numbers from fortune cookies for huh. some reason, like that year. I don't know why that year was – like it. the article made it seem like that was like this weird anomaly that happened in 2005. It didn't like say that that never happens in other years. But yeah. 
110 people won the lottery is, off of fortune cookie. That yeah, just seems like that's very high. Yes. <laughs> Even though I just joked about the statistics thing, like that seems more than chance. Then, <laughs> but I don't know how it would be. <laughs> yeah, but how? Right? Lottery officials who apparently investigated this found out that all of those cookies had come from one location, one manufacturing location what? that makes four million of them every day. So, like a ton of fortune cookies, like and they probably uh-huh. supply a lot of places, but like. Yeah, all the winning ones had come from the same manufacturing location. Well, actually, I guess that's not that surprising because how many different manufacturing locations of I don't, fortune cookies yeah, can there be? True, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. So I don't yeah, mean to keep only, like, like wet blanketing the story, no, it's but it's okay. It's really okay. No, yeah, you're right. If there's like two, then like that makes yeah, perfect it's like, sense. Oh, <laughs> no, that would make complete just, sense. You're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. I don't know how many there are. Yeah, but but like, <laughs> if there was a, just one. That's that would be still, weird that they noted the fact this. that there was even just like this one is that is still wild. Yeah, there's 110 people. It's like, like whoa. the chances, yeah the the chance that you would like get the the numbers and also get the cookie that has those numbers like that's a very that seems like a very low possibility. Anyway. That's basically like almost almost 10 people every month won the lottery. Yeah, what was that's going how high, on? That's how high that is. Was like, this what? place also manufacturing lottery numbers? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm like, was something going on? We don't know. We don't know. It was just a lucky very year for suspicious. a lot of people. Very suspicious. 2005. Hmm. It's in the past now. Yeah, so I, sure, I don't know. sure remember being 14 for most yeah, of it. I'm like, I don't know how old I was, <laughs> but uh, wasn't old enough to be playing the lottery. That's for sure. My next story is space news. This is from CNN. Earth has a newly discovered rare asteroid companion. We have a little buddy on the same orbit as us. Oh. It's an asteroid in our orbit. Oh. Um, so our planet has a celestial sentry leading the way around the sun. I mean, they're personifying it. It's just a rock. Um, and it's on, <laughs> it's only the second known Earth Trojan asteroid ever discovered. Um, and I'll explain what a Trojan asteroid is in a second. Okay. Um, but astronomers observed asteroid 2020 XL5 using the Southern Astrophysical Research Telescope in Chile. Uh, a study detailing the discovery of it was published Tuesday in the journal Nature Communications. Which I feel like we've, we've, we've talked about we've that We've definitely journal. talked about Nature Communications yeah. before. Um, so Trojans are objects sharing an orbit with a planet uh, clustered around one of two special gravitationally balanced areas along the orbit of the planet known as Lagrange points, which has come up multiple times now. Um, Yeah. yeah, Basically they're points that are like within the same orbit as earth that are like affected by the earth's or like affected equally by the sun and earth's gravity. So they're like at certain points along the orbit because like, like, okay. Yeah. Because the triangles that they form are the same or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why it said there's um, one of two. Because there's definitely... Oh, there's two Lagrange points like at like on opposite sides of the sun at equal distances from the Earth in Earth's orbit. And there's also, okay, there's okay. also two points, one equal distances between the Earth and sun and one um, the equal, di- like the same distance away from the sun on the other side of the earth as that one. And then there's another one that's on the opposite side of the sun from where the earth is at any given point in its orbit. 
I should show you the diagram. I, wait. Yeah, didn't you just say the same thing three times? <laughs> wait, no, I did no, not. Um, are all of those points at all times equally affected or are only, you know, that it seems like. I think so. Interesting. And that's why they're like, and that, so the reason that they've come up on the show before is because we've been talking about the James Webb Space Telescope. Yeah, right. Which is at uh, Lagrange Point 2, which is, I'll, I'll, I'll just show you. Okay. Um, this will make it hopefully a lot, a lot clearer. Okay. So you can kind of see L1 and L2 yes. are the points. Um, they're equidistant from the Earth on, like, one is between the Earth and the Sun, and one is the same distance away, but on the other side of Earth from the Sun. Yeah. So those would be the same, like, going all the way around. That makes sense. Um, L3, or L5 and L4 are on Earth's orbit... Um, the same distance from Earth and the same distance from the Sun at all times, and they would just follow that orbit as they go around. And then L3 is on the opposite side of the Sun. Oh, from the Earth. I see. Okay, so as the Earth is orbiting, all the points also, also change in orbit yes, with those also the Earth, too. The they same. also go around the circle. The whole idea is that it's all relative to both the Earth and the Sun. Gotcha. Um, okay, 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 okay. So that the James Webb Space Telescope is out here at L2. Okay. And this asteroid is at L4 on the orbit with Earth. That is a very useful diagram. I thought so, too, because I didn't... Let's, is, that's in the, in it's the in, story? It's in the, it's in the story that okay, we'll good. link in the show notes, okay, because good. I was also very confused about what the points were based on all the stories that we've talked about. Like, <laughs> what is L2? Like, I still yeah. didn't quite fully understand what it was. That diagram really helped. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that'll be in the di- show notes. That's a good diagram. Sorry for just spending, like... Two minutes explaining a diagram that none of you can see. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so like I said, this asteroid is in one of the Lagrange points on the same orbit as Earth. Um, it's the larger of the two Earth Trojan asteroids that we've discovered so far, measuring about 0.73 miles in diameter. Uh, the first one, 2010 TK7, was found over a decade ago, and it's about three times smaller. Um, they didn't say at what point that one's located. Um, but nearly a decade's worth of data helped scientists refine the asteroid's orbit to confirm that it is, in fact, a Trojan asteroid. Um, they'd seen it before, but they weren't sure if it was just a near-Earth asteroid or if it was actually a Trojan. Okay. Um, the rock will maintain its current orbit for the next 4,000 years before gravity will send it off on a journey through space. <laughs> <laughs> um, or in an elliptical orbit around the sun, so it like eventually will fall out of that, but... It'll be stable for about 4,000 years, at which point we will be long gone. Um, Trojan asteroids have been found orbiting the sun along the same path as Jupiter, Venus, Mars, Uranus, and Neptune. They also all have this phenomenon in their orbits. Uh, Jupiter has more than 5,000 known Trojan asteroids that race ahead of and trail behind it. Um, And the recently launched NASA Lucy mission will be the first to explore some of Jupiter's Trojans on its ambitious 12-year journey. So, a ton of them. <laughs> this is so random, but when you said the Lucy mission, mm-hmm. the first thing I thought was like Lucy, like Lucy Goosey for some reason. <laughs> like, not like Lucy, like the name. I it's don't a know NASA why. mission where we just kind of sense. launched a rocket. Yeah, like, we're like, we yeah, like oh, Lucy mission. <laughs> wherever, wherever it ends up. I don't know. Oh, look, it's going to run into some of these, some of these Trojan asteroids. Anyway, That's cool. um, that was a random aside. Anyway, yeah. okay, tr- uh, yes, I didn't know that tro- that, I didn't know that term. Um, I, yeah, I hadn't heard it before either, but yeah, apparently that's interesting. Jupiter has a bunch of them. That's cool. <laughs> um, so that's, it's almost like a ring around the sun, I have to imagine, which is, yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. 
My next story is science news. This is from the BBC. The headline is, Almost 500-mile-long lightning bolt crossed three U.S. states. That's long. Yeah. And set, it set a record, too. That wasn't in the headline, I guess. Oh. But is it a Guinness World Record? It's not, it, it, it didn't say it was a Guinness. It was in Guinness, but it, it might be. Okay. I mean, do they catalog natural events? Yeah, they do. They, they ca- probably they will be there. big things in nature, too. So I don't – just caveat really quick. I don't know why this is just now being, like, stated that it's a record because apparently the lightning bolt in question was actually observed in 2020. Oh. But for some reason, it's like now it's like – I don't know. But that's what the article said. The article was published, like, yesterday, so – that's interesting because lightning bolts are famously only around for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> like know. what exactly are you doing for two? Yeah, years? I, do, I, I don't know. But um, anyway, so yes, an almost 500 mile long bolt of lightning has set a new world record for longest flash. Scientists have confirmed hmm. the bolt, which was observed in 2020, extended a total of 477.2 miles long. Wow. That's 768 kilometers. (laughs) And it spread across the states of Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. Wow. The previous distance record um, before that one was 440.6 miles. So like 30 30 miles less. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty close. That one was recorded in Brazil in 2018. Hmm. I wonder if there's a reason these have been recent. I guess probably because we couldn't observe them before, but... That actually is why. They actually said that. Oh, never that mind. It's because, of te- it's because of technology. You didn't hear anything. Spoiler. <laughs> you guessed it. <laughs> so for reference, lightning rarely extends over 10 miles and usually lasts less than a second in mm. its flash. Um, and apparently another lightning flash that was recorded in 2020 in Uruguay and Argentina set a record for time duration because it lasted 17.1 seconds. One lightning. One a single lightning. Yes. What? Wait. <laughs> one. Le- yeah, I don't know how you, one, how you say it. I guess you would say one, one lightning, lightning flash. flash. One lightning for seven- bolt. I don't know. So for seventeen seconds, is it like a continuous arc for that long, or I is it like so. jumping around over that period of time? Does uh, that count? That's a good question. I don't know how exactly they determine like what counts as one one yeah a single lightning <laughs> that still only counts as one yeah what is, is one one lightning <laughs> yeah that that was not described here so i don't know they must have some methodology for deciding what counts as one <laughs> but this one it lasted for 17.1 seconds in 2020 wow and that was also in south america so we're in the in the americas with all this uh-huh. fun times According to the World Meteorological Organization, or the WMO, both uh, records, both records? Yeah. I'm like, wait, are they talking about the two long ones or the time in the long one? I don't know. These records (laughs) took place in areas prone to intense storms that produce, quote, mega flashes. So, like, I guess, I don't know why the Americas are more prone to that, but apparently they're... (laughs) Um, and they also said that greater extremes are likely to exist and are likely to be recorded in the future thanks to advances in space-based lightning detection technology, which oh. is what they have been using to detect this stuff. I see. So 
that's how they know that these giant So we have satellites up there that are just checking for lightning? That's at least one of the things they're doing. All yeah. right. Yeah. That's exciting. All right. It's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just reported today, and we read them to you on the fly. Wordle, wordle, wordle. Ready, set, Go! go! All right, I found this on The Verge, and it's this is really short, um, but Netflix finally lets you remove the shows and movies haunting your continue watching row. Yes! Right? Finally. There's <laughs> almost nothing to the story. Um, is that the whole story? Basi- yeah, basically Netflix has added an option for users to manually delete shows and movies in their continue watching row. The new feature is already out on all of Netflix's apps. Um, and to remove a show or movie, all you have to do is select the show, scroll down to the new remove from continue watching option uh, to clear it. And you can also undo clearing it if you make a mistake. But yeah, for everyone whose continue watching row is filled with things where they watch like an episode and they're like, no, like yeah. you can finally get rid of those shows. Like, and it's wild to me that this wasn't an yeah, option like, before. How was this not an option before? I also, okay, it's like that scenario. And also sometimes you just accidentally like click to play something. Yes. And then it's like and then some it's in there random forever. film that you have no interest in actually watching or something. And then it's just in there. It's like, are you sure? But Continue watching this. But now are it's you sure not you don't want to watch this? Because you watched this. It's like, no, I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> I accidentally clicked on it. <laughs> but yeah, it's gone now. Or it can be. You can make it gone. Great. I'm so excited so, about it. Quality this. of life improvements. Yeah, Thank I you, Netflix. can't believe this wasn't a feature already. <laughs> And I'm sorry for wasting my entire breaking news segment with it, but it is no. That's that's it was just important. exciting that's news. That's a for very me. important yeah. news it's update. An, it's a PSA from KKN. <laughs> All right. Well, I am reporting something from from UPI, but this is I'm sure elsewhere as well. But Puxatani Phil <sighs> has reported on <laughs> the winter versus the spring. If you're not from the Midwest. And you sorry. don't know what this is. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> there is a groundhog called Puxatani Phil mm-hmm. that um, comes out of his hibernation hole every year. and On Groundhog's Day, which is Groundhog the day we're day, recording. Which is today. And he might see his shadow or not. And if he, I just me explaining this is just like... Illuminating how ridiculous it is, oh, but it's okay. <laughs> it sounds fully insane to explain if he, it. If he sees his shadow, it means that we'll have six more weeks of winter. But if he doesn't see his shadow, it means that spring is here, right? It means... Or, no. Uh, wait, what does it... Wait, what does it mean if he doesn't see his shadow? If he doesn't I, see I think it, it just means like an early spring or something. It just means spring is coming sooner yeah. or something. No, if he, if he, here, if, I don't know. If he does, if he does, doesn't see a shadow, then it's six more weeks until spring. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I mean, the, no, there's something. The convenient about, thing is that the the vernal equinox is in fact six weeks away. So, yeah, or solstice. Wait, I don't know. One of those things. No, vernal equinox is the summer. I Wait, don't know. That's the summer solstice. Yeah, vernal equinox. Yeah, that's the right thing. The, okay, it's the spring. Right. The spring, the spring yeah. equinox. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes. So. This Six is more weeks of reported on every year. and um, Oh, wait. I spoiled it. Sorry. He, saw, he, he, quote, saw his shadow, and he just spoiled it. That's fine. <laughs> Everyone in the Midwest has probably already seen this by the time you're 
listening to this anyway. Um, yes, he, he saw his shadows. So that means six more weeks of winter, which that tracks considering we're about to have a blizzard snowstorm yeah. hit us it's tonight. In, <laughs> so, it's in progress. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the breaking news for yeah, today. It's going to be cold for a for bit the more. Midwest yeah. today at least. So. Oh, no. Happy February. Happy February, everyone. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News, on Twitter at at News, and on Instagram at News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.